You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. I think everybody knows what one of mine's going to be. <laughs> yeah, I think so. And I got to tell you, I've been seeing it on uh, a lot of people's lists this year. Mm-hmm. It actually, not that this you know has any kind of bearing or relevance anymore, but it actually won... Uh, what was it? The best action adventure game. I did see that at the at the Game Awards. At the Game Awards, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's something. That ain't nothing. Like that's an industry wide thing. People yeah. watch. Uh, you know, you can put yeah. it, put it on some uh, uh, carts uh, in about a year mm-hmm. and re release Metroid Dread as the Game of the Year edition, right? Yep. Um, yep. Yeah, and then they gave Game of the Year to that. It takes two, right? That simultaneous yeah, two player, yeah. which really yeah. kind of came out of left field. Now I, I hear, I heard it's good. I bought it. Um, yeah, Mark Zamora, yeah, on this podcast uh, back back in March had like told us about it was coming out because we did a, a co op episode. Listener, listen to our mm-hmm. uh, co op episode where uh, we talked about games you can play simultaneously with others. Uh, and uh, yeah, that timing was perfect because here's a simultaneous like, required. Like, there's no way to play. It takes two without two people. Hence the title. Um, yep. And it seemed like a novelty, but uh, it got pretty strong reviews back in the day. But I, I didn't think, like, nobody was talking about it as Game of the Year back in March of 2021. Yeah. So it yeah. seems um, odd that um, these guys have decided, I don't know, maybe some uh, little under-the-table money exchanging hands going on there. I don't know. Possibly. I mean, it, it, it definitely came out of, like you said, like kind of out of left field when they when they announced the, the nominees. It's like... Yeah, really. I, I can see, even if I absolutely don't agree with them of some of the things that were were nominated, something like the what was it like, uh, uh, Cyberpunk. You oh know, yeah. Not that I don't like the game. It's just it was so buggy. Yeah. Uh, at launch, and they're still, you know, still kind of playing catch up to get mm-hmm. it to f- get it fixed. So it's like, I don't really think that should have gotten Game of the Year, yeah. even like a nomination for it. But. I never would have thought it takes two would have been yeah. there because it, it takes it like, takes two million, yeah. two million <laughs> to get go. game of the year. There you go, small investment. Has anybody uh, <laughs> here on the panel uh, played this game? No, all right. I own it, but uh, haven't popped it in yet. But uh, hey, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it is the game of the year. I'll find that out when I finally get around to playing it uh, next year, presumably. Yeah. Uh, any other? Uh, it takes two in 2022. Hey, there you go. There you go. Twenty twenty. I like that. Um, any other uh, items of note from the Video Games Award? That is actually something I did want to bring up. Uh, anybody watch any of that coverage? Well, I, I, I watched like the yeah, I, I watched like the the YouTube clips yes. of it stuff. I didn't watch the whole thing on its on its own, but yeah, for the the Halo TV series. Oh yeah, got it. Got it. That trailer looks that looks, The trailer looks great. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, that looks fantastic. And then they 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 dropped the. The Matrix Awakens, dude. Uh, Unreal Engine, fully, VR experience. Yeah, not a, not VR. It's it's a um, uh, you know just regular controller. Uh, really? Gameplay. Yeah. So, but, oh my <laughs> god, it looks amazing. I woke up the next morning, uh, not seeing any coverage, hadn't hadn't heard about any any news, and I saw something in my Twitter feed, and it was a little video, and it was titled uh, "The Matrix Awakens" or whatever, and I was like, oh, what is this? I click on it and watch it. And honest to God, I thought it was like light. I thought it was video. I thought it was a drone. It was drone footage flying over this city. And it wasn't. Into, I was like, "What's so special about this?" And then I realized, like, "Oh shit, this is all running." Like, 
in real time. Yeah. And and what a perfect game to kind of like utilize this yes. new technology. It's it's is a movie about us living in a uh, uh, a simulated world. And uh, yeah, where the Sims are so realistic, we can't tell the difference. And uh, it fucking fooled me. Like you know, I I lost out to the Matrix. Oh God, it was it was great. Yeah, it looks really the, good. But is it? You said it's not an entire game. No, apparently it's only it's only for this like short experience to just kind of demo Unreal Engine Five and show you what what kind of stuff it can do. But yeah, it looks like uh, it says if you don't have a PlayStation Five or an Xbox Series XS, you won't be able to try out yep. the new Unreal yeah. Engine Five tech demo. Yeah, it's available. It's available to preload now on the consoles, but won't release on PC. Yeah. And Epic Games representative confirmed a PC gamer. Well, that blows. <laughs> yes, it does. I know because I want a whole game like that. Um, and yeah, it, and it would be nice to have it on next gen. Or, or, or previous gen software, but I understand like this is some uh, some next gen tech, and it's yeah, these types right. of uh, showcases that are going to get people to. Well, I was going to say finally buy these systems, but you still can't get them anywhere. I still see, uh, yeah. you know, both PS5 and Xbox Series X uh, getting snatched up. Of course, it's a holiday yep. season, as one would expect. Uh, with as much work as they put into it, into this thing, I could see that they're they're actually making a game. They just haven't. They don't want to announce it yet. And I think right. that'll be going on everything because the detail and the yeah. the scope of the city that they've built. Yeah, you don't do that for no a tech demo. There's no way that they're right? not. Yeah, yeah. There's no way that's just going to be a tech demo and and it's just going to be on the consoles. They're they're going to have that out yeah. for everything. Fingers crossed. Yes, absolutely. Another one that got announced was the uh, uh, Sonic Frontiers. Oh, that's Just right. On that little open world uh, Sonic yes. action there, I like that. Although, yeah, like, I'm real curious about that. I'm always curious to see what they do. Although it's, I can't remember the last time I've been enticed by a Sonic game. Actually, I can. I know, it, was, right? it was Sonic Mania, which is the 2D yeah. uh, retro version of Sonic. But uh, Sonic never worked in 3D for me because the whole thing about Sonic was the speed, right? And mm-hmm. uh, it sounds good, but I, I maybe I'm just oh, you know, Grandpa Joel here. But uh, it takes, I, I, I can't keep up. With the with that speed in 3D, um, yeah, I don't know. It kind of loses something. I'm definitely curious to see what they do with it, because, or or I say who they gave it to to develop it, because mm-hmm. I think it can be done in a, in a in a I guess satisfying way to where where the game would actually be a good solid Sonic game. Yeah. Well, I'm always uh, hopeful that they'll, they'll they'll crack it, um, and it's hard to tell of like, hey, we've we've cracked it, and this is the next great Sonic game, or if this is just like a movie tie-in because they yeah, also showed yeah. off that uh, Sonic Two movie trailer, yeah, that's right, which is that's uh, right. coming out late next year or no, early next year, right? Spring, early next year, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and I, I think the game itself is late next year. That's what they said. Oh, okay, late 2022. Oh, so. Probably by the time it's hitting Blu-ray, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Probably so. I'm no conspiracy theorist, though. <laughs> All right, it's the 16 Big Gladiators right here on the Next Wave Radio Network. I am your co-host Joel, and I am here every week, uh, and joined by uh, our my co-host Jay Gunn. Hello, Jay. Hey. And uh, our third co-host uh, Joe Cucinetti. Hello, Joe. Hey there. And uh, what's basically now our fourth co-host, which is uh, Jason Jasinski. Hello, Jason. Hello. I'm saying fourth, but really you're the third co-host. Joe's the second. Jay is the first. Well, but then that means I'm. Eh, I went along to number here. I don't like to. You know uh, what? We're that. all the first. We're all the first co-hosts. There you go, there and the last. Go. I like that <laughs> solidarity here, right here on uh, Next Wave Radio Network. This is our video game themed podcast where uh, we get together every week, eh, 
every other week sometimes to discuss uh, video gangdom and uh, whatever's going on in the news or a particular topic or genre of video games or franchise. We have done all of those things throughout the year 2021, uh, which has led us now to this, the final episode of uh, 2021 uh, for the 16-Bit Gladiators. Uh, And before we get into our episode, I should say, uh, I don't want to call this the final episode because, uh, you know, who are we to say? Like where this is where this is gonna go, what the end is. But uh, this will be the uh, last episode, at least of this incarnation of our little v- video game podcast. Sixteen uh, bit gladiators. For those of you uh, who didn't know, uh, was an offshoot uh, of the podcast we had done. I say we, but really it was Jay and Joe and uh, Jason. You were there at the beginning too, and and you were there, and you were there. And no, you were there. Uh, gosh, how many years ago now? Seven or eight. It's probably eight, eight years ago. Yeah, yeah. right. And and Joel guested on a couple episodes of it. I did, that's right. and that's when that's when we uh, we went ahead and spun off the uh, the editing bay. That's mm-hmm. right. Yes, uh, from the Eight Bit Gladiators, which is what that podcast was called originally. And as Joe alluded, yes, we uh, switched from video games to movies. Uh, if you want to hear us talk about uh, movies for six or seven years, not not in a row, but uh, we did a podcast for uh, yeah, yeah. six and a half years. Oh, yeah, you can if you feel like it. Sure, consecutively. Uh, you know, I think we we figured out we didn't we done three hundred and sixty five episodes of the editing bay, so uh, you could listen yeah. to one a day for uh, every year for the rest of your life. And you're free to do that uh, on editingbay.com. That was our website uh, where you can subscribe to that now defunct podcast uh, and soon to join this podcast, which was, uh, yes, born of the 8-Bit Gladiators. So, of course, we called it 16-Bit Gladiators. We have joked Would that... Would that be refunct? Refunct, <laughs> that's right. We've joked that uh, our next incarnation would be uh, Gladiator 64 or uh, what did you say? Uh, arena ultra, 64 ultra gladiators ultra yeah gladiators. there you go project <laughs> i'm still partial to 64 project paladins my project Dolphin. 64 <laughs> paladin i like that well whatever it uh, will be it will not be what we've done uh for the last year which has been uh a fun little experiment you know we we cobbled it together we had decided at the last minute that uh, we were done talking about movies for a while but we weren't done doing a podcast so we switched gears back to video games um, and what turned into what I think is a nice little like time capsule of just like if you're into video games, if you're interested at all, uh, and uh, are, are fans as we are, it's a nice little um, uh, a stroll down memory lane. Yeah, that. But but also an exploration of each of these different facets. You That's know, true, yeah. last week we did an episode on um, was it was last week the speed running one? I forgot. No, that was first-person shooters. That's no, right. Yeah, yeah, last week was FPS. Last week yeah. was first-person shooters. What we we did emulation before. We talked about emulation. Mm-hmm. We also talked about like video arcades. What it was like, you know, back in the eighties and nineties in the heyday. Um, and then we talked about like all of the Mario Brother games, all of the Zelda games, Star Wars games, Marvel superhero games. You can hear all of these uh, on our podcast from the last year. Uh, and you can do that on uh, 16biggladiators.com, I should mention. Yeah. If you haven't already subscribed, too late to subscribe now because, as I mentioned, uh, yeah, we're we're going to switch gears again. We don't know what. Uh, it may be video-based. It may not even be a podcast. Uh, but if but just, to, just to go back yeah. for just a second, like, you know, it, it seemed appropriate at the time that we went and we spun off from the movies. Like, you know, we, we were kind of getting burned out, but at the same time, like, in the midst of the pandemic – there really wasn't anything interesting yeah. movie wise. Like true. it was kind of movies were kind of, uh, we were getting some, but they really weren't the best. Um, <laughs> 
But people were, and if you you look at like commerce, you look at you know sales numbers. Video games were on the rise as people were stuck at home. Yep. So it was kind of appropriate for us to switch gears and talk video games for the past year and a half. Yep. Uh, so it was it was it was really smart. It was serendipitous of Joel to uh, to spin it off into the video game See, podcast. And Joe tries to uh, <laughs> take credit away from himself, but uh, it's it's been a team effort here. And you know, as I mentioned, Jay's been on every single episode. Uh, only other person besides me, Jason's been on. I want to say like half of the episodes, uh, always bringing okay, insights. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, now that. Uh, COVID's over, right? <laughs> all over. All over. Never yeah. going to hear about that it's again. It's all done. It's done. We can go back we did it, to guys. Uh, <laughs> recording in person, as I know uh, Joe would love to do. Uh, and, and so maybe that'll be the next uh, incarnation. Um, but yeah, we we wanted to take one last opportunity to kind of wrap up uh, not only the year, talk about some of our favorite games that we played this year uh, and some of the biggest news out of video gamedom this year, but also uh, kind of wrap up this podcast and uh, reflect back uh, maybe talk about some of our favorite episodes. Uh, all right, so let's do that since we've uh, rambled on long enough. Uh, we'll get into this uh, final episode of 16-Bit Gladiators, as it is currently known. Uh, and what we want to do is talk about games of the year. Uh, now, usually, you know, we were talking before the mics were hot. Uh, that everyone's coming out with their games of the year uh, list, you know, as they are wont to do. In uh, December of every year, we just had the video game awards, uh, some controversial choices there. Um, and so we're going to do our own version of that, but uh, we're not limiting it to games that just released in 2021. These are games that we played, whether old or new, or new, new, uh, in 2021, um, whether they were released that year or not. Uh, and I think all of the games on my list, well, I take that back. I only I have one game that was released in 2021, but... Uh, the rest of my favorite games of this year uh, were released in years past. And so we're going to go around the horn um, and uh, each talk about a game uh, that we uh, loved the experience of playing in 2021. All right. Uh, you know what? Uh, let's start with our uh, guest guest, which is uh, Jason. Uh, you were on last week's uh, first-person shooter episode, which is fantastic. Listeners, listen to that one. You want to hear a fired-up, no pun intended, passionate uh, Jason Jasinski talking about FPSs, man. That's a that was a that was a stellar episode. Uh, but uh, was a first person shooter one of your favorite games of the year, Jason? Uh, actually, twenty twenty one was uh, really a nostalgia game year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did series, uh, and I only made it through t- two. Well, technically one and a half because <laughs> I still haven't finished Mass Effect Andromeda again. Mm. Um, but I went through the entire Mass Effect trilogy, started Andromeda, made it halfway through, wow. probably lost it the same place that I lost it last time because it just wasn't as engaging. Ah. It, mm-hmm. it didn't have the feels that the first three had, uh, you know, and I don't know if, you know, if they would have continued the story, uh, you know, with Shepard, if that would have changed it or, you know, it was just weird. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, of course, uh, top top games uh, for me were always the Mass Effect series. Um, uh, played through all of those, had a wonderful time, um, you know, re- relived a, a, a lot of great memories. Um, uh, and of course, you know, the tragedies in that game, uh, uh, you know, trying to pick who lives and who dies and, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, that was, who tells your story. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Reminded me of that song from Hamilton. (laughs) (laughs) 
So, so Jason, this wasn't the first time you'd played through these games then, huh? You were kind of going back, and yet they're still some of the favorite games you played this year? Yes. Uh, so I think I've played each one three or four times. Wow. Because, um, uh, you know, played the first one, then the second one came out. So I played the first one before the second one came out so mm-hmm. I could, you know, pick up where the second one uh-huh. left off. And the third one came out, so I had to play the first one, the second one, and the third one, uh, you know, and then I've, I've done it again. Um, oops. So, yeah. Uh, I, mean, oops, I was going to exactly. say the same thing, oops. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, they're so well worth it. Uh, you know, uh, it's, it's a, a very fulfilling experience, uh, you know, when you get to the end of, of the games and you, you see exactly how far you have come and what you have done to this universe, whether it be good or bad. Hmm. Um, uh, yeah, re- really good, really good. I, I think, you know, I'll probably play those two more times in my life. <laughs> wow. um, uh, you know, as long as, you know, they're still compatible with whatever computers are around in, you know, I- I have uh, I have faith that you'll find a way, Jason, to play these <laughs> games <laughs> no matter no yeah. matter what happens. Maybe they maybe they'll start running on Scum VM. <laughs> there um, you go. I, I was just about to say virtual machine will will make it run on anything. There you go. See, all you need yeah. is a uh, Jay's broken uh, router. That's what you could do. Repurpose it. Yep. Fix it up. Just a couple of grapefruits and some uh, coat hangers. And there you go. Yep. <laughs> all right. Uh, and then uh, after that, uh, I did the the Monkey Island. Uh, oh the yeah. Five monkey island and unfortunately i didn't do it before we did our lucas arts episode <laughs> that the lucas arts episode made me want to go back and do all of them again our, our podcast and, uh, can have that effect on people yes absolutely uh and i mean again uh totally worth it uh i've probably played all of those uh i played the last one at least twice but i know i've played the first four probably Damn. five times wow. um, yeah you know, yeah, uh, they're, they're just, they're so punny, mm-hmm. uh, and so slapstick. And I mean, you know, the, the stuff that you have to do is just insane. The things that you have to combine to make the things happen are just gross. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's amazing. Um, and, uh, I heard now that Disney owns all of the IP. Oh, that's right. Uh, that there's been a petition to have them sell it to somebody who will actually do something with it. Great. And, Ooh, and, and we all know the mouse likes money. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, if uh, if somebody you know brings up the, the right price, maybe we will see a continuation of Guybrush Threepwood. Because <laughs> um, uh, they, they left it, uh, the fifth game, it was kind of like a little bit of a cliffhanger. Oh, really? If you, you know, watch the end credits, you know, post credits. Oh. Uh, you know, and that was back in 2010. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, again, uh, every single game, the, the gimmick at the end of three, uh, was, was pretty horrible. Which is what? Uh, it, it was monkey combat no. based off mortal combat. <laughs> <laughs> And you had to memorize these monkey moves uh, based on sounds that the monkeys were making. Oh, no. Oh, no. That seems and, like something they would do. Yeah, yeah ab- absolutely. 100%. Uh, you know, and, uh, you know, that was back when, you know, Mortal Kombat was real big. And, mm-hmm. you know, so it was it was very relevant at that time. Yeah. Uh, but now it's like but, watching I mean, Austin Powers 
and he's making yeah. Uh, yeah all these Britney Spears jokes. Be like, wow. Not only is this movie dated, but he's even his references are dated. Mm-hmm. Indeed, indeed. Uh, that was probably the most dated reference, you know, uh, that that I came across. But I mean, hell, you know, there's what Mortal Kombat ten. That's right, eleven, 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 eleven. Yeah. That's right. Um, so maybe it wasn't that that outdated. You know? <laughs> yes. Everything comes back. Everything is new again. Yeah. Full circle, I'm yep, telling you. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, speaking of going uh, full circle, let's go around the circle. Uh, and I'm going to toss it over to you, Joe. Uh, talk about a game. I, now, I in in the back of my head, I have got two or three that I think you're going to cite as uh, some of your favorite games. But uh, curious to see what's on your list, buddy. Well, um, since Jason kind of went through a, a series that he had played, uh, I'll go with a franchise because there were two games in this franchise that I played this past year mm. that... Uh, you know, one from 2007, the other from 2009, uh, that I was so happy that I got to go back and play on my 3DS. I'm talking about The Legend of Zelda, The Phantom Hourglass, oh, and Spirit Tracks. There you go. That's right. Both of Very those nice. games. So great. Like, as as you guys know, uh, I've been working on my Final Fantasy Marathon, and every time like I finish one of those games, I'll kind of take a detour and play something else that I hadn't played or yeah. hadn't played in a while. And uh, these two were on my radar and I'm so glad that I went back and took the time to play them. Uh, Spirit Tracks especially was just, they're both fun games, but Spirit Tracks was very special. There, it was just a really great Zelda adventure, and I, I recommend both of these games. I, I'm not going to go too long because I've talked about these games plenty on the podcast, but definitely highlights of the year. Yeah, listen to our, uh, we did all the the Legend of Zelda games, so kind of went through and did little mini reviews of them. And uh, I know you had just played Spirit Tracks, I believe, by the time we recorded that, or maybe it was Phantom yeah. Hourglass, I can't remember. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think it was Spirit Tracks. I yeah. think, uh, yeah, I think, I think we recorded right after Spirit Tracks. Yeah, because yeah. you were you were high on that game. Um, and yeah, yeah, sounds like it's deserved. Oh yeah, totally. Nice, nice. And it, it's definitely made it to my my. I need to play this yeah. list because mm-hmm. it's it's. I think it's one of the only Zeldas that I have not played yet. Uh-huh. Yeah. After playing Majora's Mask, I don't feel the need to have to play every Zelda game. Yeah, but I, I, I didn't enjoy that. I did, and I know a lot of people do. Like that's yeah. up there as some people's favorite uh, Zelda game. Yeah. I just, I, I cannot. Don't, I don't go where I can't follow, Mister Frodo. Like that's just, <laughs> I just can't go there. But like, but no, Spirit Tracks and Phantom Hourglass definitely capture like that traditional Zelda feel. Mm. Um, you know, they they do that annoying thing that they did with those 3DS games where they like made you do the proprietary control. Like, oh, yeah. you had to basically tear up your touch screen with the stylus to do stuff but uh but man that was that was good times and just to have zelda play like an effective hero in a game is is really cool oh which is awesome yeah Yeah. i would love to see that in in a mainline zelda like a i guess technically that was a mainline zelda but i'd love to see it in a in a big screen zelda yeah like the breath of the wild Yeah. yeah there you go well who knows tune in next year when uh breath of the wild 2 maybe comes out probably hopefully decreasing you're like just I don't, i'm not very confident in that prediction but uh, you know we're i don't know you're gonna see that maybe possibly <laughs> probably not i'm not gonna have to answer for it we're not gonna be uh, doing this podcast then so uh who cares <laughs> live to eat those words uh all right uh jay let's move on to you buddy let's talk about one of your favorite games of the year all right. Uh, well, I'm going to stick a little bit with the uh, with the Zelda theme here. Mm. Um, uh, with the Breath of not Breath of the Wild, the yes. uh, Skyward Sword HD oh. got released, and 
I went back and played it again. I, you know, I originally played it on the Wii and I enjoyed it a lot. Um, but I've been wanting to play it, uh, with just a regular controller, you know, not have to yes. swing the, swing the remote around as we have all. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I use the dolphin emulator and they finally, maybe about a year and a half ago, uh, implemented the motion plus emulation in it oh. so that you could do that. And all you had to do was just kind of map how you wanted the swings to happen. And it worked. It worked pretty good. Uh, but then when this got announced, it's like, so we have an official way to do it. Mm-hmm. And everybody, like, I, I'm, I'm fairly active on Reddit. And everybody was like, oh, they're never going to do a, a Skyward Sword for for Switch because you, you have to have the motion controls. And I kept pointing people. as like, Dolphin can do it. If yeah. people programming in their spare time for no money <laughs> and just giving this stuff away can make this happen. Nintendo can fucking make it happen. Yep. <laughs> so, and they did. And, and they did. Yeah. Yep. So here, here we are with, uh, with officially having, uh, uh, gamepad controls and it, it performs great. It's a smooth ass game. Um, and it just, it feels great to, to, to get back into that. Like, uh, I know a lot of people um, didn't like it, not just because of the motion controls, but they didn't like it because it was such, they felt like it was such a short game. Oh. Because uh, there was only, I think, really three or four areas uh, that you go to mm-hmm. and you kind of revisit them a couple of times throughout the game. Uh, uh, um, yes. And so I, I can understand some of the complaints there, but at the same time, you know, it's telling the story kind of the origin story of everything for Zelda and the way that they're, they've kind of tied everything together and, and explained where Ganon comes from, where, you know, why this cycle keeps happening. This uh, repeating cycle throughout time happens, explain the origin of the master sword and which is don't want to do any kind of spoilers or anything, but it's, Kind of a tragic story oh, yeah? on how this happens, yeah. Now, have you played uh, through the game again since it was released on Switch? Yeah, you went all the way oh, through yeah. it again. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah, it's 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 a fantastic game, and I, I really do. I, I highly recommend it um, if anybody's been on the fence about it. Uh, if anybody had, had seen, like, complaints from, you know, the Wii version, uh, whether it's the motion controls or whether it was just frustrations about it being a a shorter game or, or a lack of, uh, places to go to. Hmm. I definitely highly recommend it. Right. They, they, they've done some quality of life improvements to it. They have locked one, um, behind Amiibo and I'm, I'm frustrated about that, but it's not a, a necessary one. Hmm. It's not, it's not something that really highly improves anything. Um, it's just a kind of a quick way in and out of, uh, dungeons if you wanted to. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, you get back to the sky to restock up on stuff and go back into the dungeon where you left off. Helpful, but not, you know, yeah. you know, not absolutely uh, necessary. But still a shitty move. On, on still a board. shitty move yeah. to put it behind it. Yeah, to yeah, put it behind exactly. a, a, an Amiibo for sure. Yep, for sure. Yep, yep. Uh, all right. Well, there you go. We're off to a good start. Uh, so I'm going to round out this quartet here, uh, talking about one of my favorite games. Uh, and this was kind of a long time coming because I... I started playing this game prior to 2021, um, as I did a lot of games. Uh, and 
didn't really I, like. I kind of bounced off it a little bit. Jenna really picked it up though. We played most of our games together, even the one player ones. Um, and she was much more into the uh, the 2018 Spider Man initially than I was. Uh, I, you, I, and I can tell you exactly why because it's a game that she would play while we were recording this very podcast, ironically. So, uh, you know, by the time we wrapped an hour and a half to two hours later, uh, you know, she's moved past and I'm trying to keep up with the story. I'm like, okay, who's this? What's going on here? She's got the controls down. She'll hand it to me and I'll be like, no, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna die. And I did. Uh, so she was, she was and continues to be much better than me at that game. Uh, but, uh, this past year we picked it back up. We had gone through some games. Uh, and she, cause she had gotten maybe about halfway through it. Uh, and then I, I picked up with her the rest of the game and man, what a fantastic experience. What a great action, uh, adventure game. I guess you, you could call it that. Uh, there's yeah. a little something in there for everybody. It looks fantastic. It plays even better. Uh, once you kind of get down what the, the game expects you to do and how it expects you to move around and, and kind of trust some of the auto camera, uh, stuff in it instead of trying to fight, you know, the what it's trying to do with the stick. It's so fluid and smooth and um, looks fantastic, plays great, sounds great, uh, and, I, and I include the voice acting in there too, some top-notch voice acting. Uh, of course, some of the, the usual names you see there um, show up in other video games, so no surprise, but um, well-written, uh, pretty pretty well paced. Uh, I started to tune out. There are moments there where you kind of have to do these puzzles when when Peter Parker's working on circuit boards that I could give a fuck about. But Jenna was all about it. She's like, I'll do the I'll do the strategy stuff. Uh, you know, the little puzzles. Yeah. In there. I I enjoyed that aspect of it as well. Mm-hmm. You, you like that too? Yeah. See, for me, I'll, yeah, it's okay a couple of times, but every time you have to stop playing as Spider Man, like the mechanic that I wanted to play and uh, solve a uh-huh. solve a puzzle. A tile puzzle. I'm like, no, this isn't this isn't Spider Man. Um, have you played a lot of Spider Spider Man games in the past? I, I guess I haven't. No, is that a, is that a feature of them? I guess. Well, no, it's one of those things that like there's so there's a legacy of Spider Man games where all you do is play as Spider Man. So it was kind of cool with this one where you did stuff as Peter Parker. Like you got to exercise your brain a little bit because he's a genius. Yeah, and so it was kind of fun to play that aspect of it. A little like Batman. Yeah, yeah. very much, very yeah. much, yeah. Uh, but yeah, as much as I dislike those uh, little mini games, uh, it did not deter me from finishing that game. The second half of that game, I think, is so strong. Kind of the third act when uh, you get the the Sinister Six in there. Uh, some of my favorite video game moments um, just in history kind of came out of that game. I highly recommend it. I know I'm a little late to that party, but it's only you know four years old. So uh, if you're like me and you kind of skipped or you didn't have a PlayStation, that was what was wrong with me. I didn't have a PlayStation when that game came out. So I'm playing catch-up on all these PS4 games. And uh, yeah, move uh, Spider-Man to the top of your list. It's a good time. I see a lot of nodding heads who agree with me. Yeah, uh, I was definitely nodding my head. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, they can't see me. Why sure. am I doing this? <laughs> I felt it somehow. I felt it. Yes, I've always known. Um, <laughs> all right, so uh, that is mine. We've gone one uh, round, uh, and we don't have to go too many rounds. Uh, Jason, you kind of knocked out a couple of I mean, franchises there. Uh, I just oh have yeah, a couple honorable I've mentions. Got a, on I my got list. a lot of. It was like eight, eight months of <laughs> gaming right there. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you have anything else on your list, Jason? We'll bring it back to you. Um. Uh. You know. Um. I was looking Outer Worlds. Yes. Uh, that was so good. Uh. And I know they came out with a DLC. It was either close to the end of 2020 or in 2021. Um. And uh, I played the DLC before that. Uh, but I just haven't played the latest one, and I think 
that will probably be the next one before I go back through all the Tomb Raiders. Ooh. Those are on my list to, to replay. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, you know, now it's like they, they just came out with, I think it was the 30th an- anniversary. Yep. God, we're old. Um, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, it has like 20 different DLCs. Uh, you know, Shadow of the Two. It's got a bunch of DLCs. So, I mean, you know, uh, if you if you played it before all of the DLCs were released and you finished it and didn't go back... There's a bunch of new stuff bunch now. Of new stuff, yep. Uh, unlike with Monkey Island or Mass Effect, where <laughs> there ain't any new stuff. Yeah. <laughs> there hasn't been any new stuff, and there won't be any new. Um, but uh, uh, you know, I, I think Outer Worlds uh, uh, that that is definitely an honorable mention for me because uh, that was such a fun game, uh, very comical, uh, very sarcastic. Um, you know, it just all around. Good programming, good gameplay, good writing. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that, that that's my honorable mention for game of the year. <laughs> I could see you how somebody who would be into the Monkey Island games and the LucasArts style of humor would also be attracted to Outer Worlds because I've seen you know I've seen the trailers, I've seen some gameplay on Twitch, uh, and yeah, it's totally kind of in that same vein. So uh, yeah, uh, I think they had a uh, an Outer Worlds two trailer uh, that it was oh, like really? we're, yeah we're, we're we haven't even started the game, <laughs> you know. We, we haven't done anything, but we're fixing to name it. You know, just all of this, this stupid trailer stuff on stuff that they don't even know what they're gonna do. That's fantastic. Uh, awesome. Uh, awesome. Love that kind of uh, kind of comedy. Nice. You know, uh, that kind of humor. Uh, it's almost like Mel Brooks would be doing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, that one's sitting in my in my backlog. I really got to start playing it. Me too. Oh, dude, it, well worth it. Uh, well worth it. Definitely play them, enjoy them. Uh, they're good games. Definitely good. Nice. Uh, all right, Joe, back to you, man. You said it sounds like you've got a lot of games on your list. Huh? Feel free I've to. Got, man, I've got like I've got eight, so I'm going to combine another two. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Uh, so last time I, t- I talked about two Zelda games. Now I want to talk about two. I guess you would call them Zelda clones that I played this past year. Mm. Um, one of them from 1997 was on the PlayStation called Alundra. Um, this, uh, man, this was such a great return to like classic, like Zelda elements, but in a PlayStation kind of format that, that superior sound that you got. I mean, the visuals on the PlayStation can be debated all day long, but Mm -hmm. the sound that you would get from that system, some games like, oh my gosh, these things, especially when it's like one of those working designs games. Those, I mean, those were just so good. And uh, Alundra, man, it had all the great things that you love about Zelda, the ex- the cave exploration, uh, the power-ups, the, but you have, like, the ability to jump, which is kind of neat. Oh. Except except that point of view, that top-down view, makes it really yeah. hard to do platforming. <laughs> yeah. so, so that was one of the frustrating things. I think that went aspects. all the way through. <laughs> yeah, but but it was it was it was really man. It's still a really good game. Um, I know I, I finished it a long time ago, but going back and playing it again, uh, it was just really fulfilling. And then the other game that I played came out last year, twenty twenty. Uh, Ubisoft's Immortals: Phoenix Rising. Oh yeah. Uh, this is this is Breath of the Wild, but just with Greek mythology. It's yeah. and Ooh. it. I mean, 
the humor could be a little much at some points where you're like, okay, I get it. Like, <laughs> it's a little cheesy. It's what's well, cheesy, and it's also kind of aimed. It's like the lowest common denominator yeah. kind of funny. Yeah. Like, it's not clever funny. It's just kind of stupid. And sometimes, <laughs> you know, you'll be like, ah, oh, that's funny. And then sometimes you're like, please, like, just eye roll groan. <laughs> uh, let's get on with the story. But I mean, the mechanics are all there. The gameplay's all there. Uh, like all the all the essentials that you need of a Breath of the Wild clone, and it it really is. It makes no bones about it. Like it's not trying to be more than that. It it fully embraces and leans into. It is a Breath of the Wild clone. Enjoy. Uh, and it is. It's a great time. Like all the way up to the final battle, where you know how like. In Breath of the Wild, when you free the legendary beasts, like they help you with the battle against Ganon. Yep. In this one, you free like four gods that have been yeah. in, in, imprisoned, and when you free them all, they help you in the final battle. Nice. Uh, and it's like it's it's so fun. And uh, I hear that they're making a, a sequel to this game, and I'm I'm looking That's... forward to playing it. Yeah, yeah. I I think you kind of went through this game within a matter of uh, three or four weeks. Because I remember you talking about, oh, I, I just picked this one up. And then we'd come back in next week and you're like, hey, guys, I'm really enjoying this game. It's kind of a Breath of the Wild clip. And then the third week you were even more effusive about it. And then uh, here it is <laughs> on uh, one of your top games of the year. So uh, it, yeah. it ended up growing on me and I, I really enjoyed the ride. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I, it was not on my radar before. It is now, thanks to you. And uh, yeah, got to pick that one up. All right, Jay, I believe it's uh, your turn, buddy. What do you got? Excellent, excellent. Yeah, I I had just started the that Phoenix Rising too. Um, uh, basically, based on on Joe's uh, mm-hmm. raving reviews of it that that he had, and uh, I can say even just from like the first, I think I'm probably about five hours into it, mm-hmm. and it had a hook from you know from the get go, and wow. I've I've really enjoyed it. So let I me would, ask: Is there, also highly is there a gliding mechanic? Because yeah. Okay. There is yes. indeed. There you yeah. go. Yep. Yeah, you can't be Breath of the Wild without indeed. that. And that's. I mean, uh, your character, your character's name is Phoenix, and you're <laughs> running around like Greek mythology, and okay. you end up finding, uh, what whoever the father is of Icarus. Icarus. Um, yeah. Yeah. But they make references to Icarus. Like, yeah, you you end up getting wings that you can float around with. Nice. Uh, Good. Pretty great. I'm in. Pretty great. All right. Yeah. What do you got, Jay? All right. Um. So I I took another kind of a detour this year. Um kind of playing off of uh my my hype for for metroid getting a, a official uh fifth installment mm-hmm. uh, that's been kind of around for the last almost 20 years <laughs> um i went back and played uh, another metroid 2 remake mm. which was a fan made version of the second metroid and i i had played it when it first came out i want to say i only got to maybe the first uh, Gamma Metroid that you fight, yeah. and I didn't play it since then. And so, getting back into it, man, what a fantastic fucking game! Yeah. The it, it's it's Super Metroid, it's you know Metroid Fusion, it's uh, Zero Mission, kind of all rolled into one as far as the the tightness of the controls, mm-hmm. um, the 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 upgrades that you get are kind of from all of those games as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a, a bunch of stuff that they've added to it that uh, were not available in either one or multiples of those games. Mm-hmm. The way that they've interpreted it, and it, it's kind of interesting because I had played um, Samus Returns mm-hmm. last, uh, not last year, it was a couple of years back. Um, that, and now that's the 3DS one? 
right the the official the official remake of the of metroid 2 um and seeing how similarly uh some of the the ways that they've interpreted different parts of the of the original metroid 2 Mm -hmm. but also seeing how they've gone in different ways with it as well Hmm. um and and in some ways i like the way that AM2R does it better than the official one. And then in other ways, I like the way that the official one does it better. Mm. Um, but it, it, it's interesting to see in, in some of the ways that they've, they've updated the controls uh, and being able to use the whole controller versus, you know, Super Metroid's old style of having to hit select to get to all your weapons. Oh, yes. Um, even like Fusion and... Um, zero mission they introduced the you know hold the the right yeah, bumper because it yeah. didn't have the trigger but yeah but it was hold the right bumper and then use your fire button that does your your missiles am2r has that but they also have the where you can go into your your morph ball instantaneously with a, a trigger button if oh, you want to do that nice. or you can hit the down button twice if you want to you can choose whether you want it to be a, a toggle so you press the button and then it it's automatically switched uh, whether you hold the button or not, or you can mm-hmm. hold the button down, which is similar to the way that um, that Dread does it. So playing it again, it fe- it feels a lot like Samus Returns and Dread, just with that that pixel art, the yeah. you know, the, the the old school style of mm-hmm. it. And some of the bosses are ridiculously hard. <laughs> um, I have died so many times in this game. You died I'm in still Metroid. Stuck. I've died in Metroid, yes, <laughs> but not to a bat-looking motherfucker. Um, <laughs> Listen to our uh, Metroid episode where we talked about all the Metroid yeah. games to understand that reference. Yes, absolutely. Um, but yeah, the the I, I found like exploits for uh, the set of Metroids and the and the Omega Metroids mm-hmm. uh, to where they're. I wouldn't say they're easy, like in in terms of um, you know they're a cakewalk, but they're easy in terms of. I can beat them now without really taking any damage because I found the exploit to, right. to be able to do that. But I'm stuck on the Queen Metroid right now. Mm. And I've been stuck on the Queen Metroid for about two weeks. I'll oh play God. it. I'll, I'll give it about three or four more tries and then I'll put it down for a while and then I'll come back to it and I'll give it about three or four more tries and I'll come back to it. I finally was like, what the fuck is going on? Because <laughs> I have... I've I've gotten to her. I've she's got like four stages, and I actually had to look this up because I'd gotten to the fourth stage a lot, and I'm thinking how many more stages to this fight are there? So I finally looked it up. It's like okay, I'm on the last stage, so I know I've got to be close to beating her. Mm-hmm. Um, but the uh, you know I'll get to like the first stage, and I'll get to right before she goes into her second stage, and I'll I'll stop hitting her. And then just fill up my all the yep. life and all the missiles Smart. and stuff like that on the stuff that she spits out. Mm-hmm. Do that for the second stage. Do that for the third stage. And uh, I, I even getting to the fourth stage with all that with all that stuff full, mm-hmm. it's still like taking me out. <laughs> wow, and uh, Jesus. so I, I I looked it up. I was like, okay, there's got to be something else yeah. that I'm missing. I know I'm at like 88 percent of the items, so I'm. I figured it was, you know, missiles or something like that. Mm-hmm. Apparently, no, there's there's two more energy tanks Whoa. that I still need to get. Uh, so I'm like, ah. That's why. You don't have that, enough life. That could help out a lot. Yeah. yeah. 
So I'm on the hunt for those now. Yeah, I was going to say when Jay is stuck on a boss or can't get through a section, like there's no hope for any of us. Like there's there's <laughs> got to be something you're missing. Uh, and yeah, turns out that was it. The game doesn't want yep. you to beat it yet. You got to play a little bit. Right, that's right. That's right. Awesome. Absolutely. Awesome. Wow. That's uh, that says a lot. That uh, one of your favorite Metroid games of the year isn't even the one that came out this year. Although I know it is. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. Yes. Uh, yes. All right. Spoilers. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Stick around. Uh, you haven't cracked that code. Uh, all right. Uh, I'm going to jump over to me. Let's see. Um, you know what? I mentioned that mm. one of my favorite games uh, that I played this year, uh, only one of them on my list uh, was actually released in 2021. And that's the one I'm going to talk about next because it's kind of a throwback. It's a, re- it's a remake, a resurrection, if you will. Uh, talking about super- like a resurrection. There you go. <laughs> super cool as it goes. Resurrection uh, for, well, pretty much every console, I think. Um, yes. Capcom really cashing in on that retro, and I'm a sucker for it. Super Ghouls and Ghosts on the uh, Super Nintendo is one of my Why favorite games. Why do you games. hate yourself I'm, so much? <laughs> you know what? It's, <laughs> I, I, I don't go through it twice. I don't, you know, I'm, I'm not in it for that, but the level design and the music and the gameplay, when you finally kind of figure it down, uh, figure it out, and get that double jump down, um, it's, it's very satisfying. Uh, and yeah, it's a, it's a very rewarding game to play, the old one. Uh, and much is the same with uh, this new uh, re- revamp, I guess, redo uh, in the form of Resurrection. Now, the only thing I didn't like about it initially was, uh, you know, I was expecting some pixel art. I, I love me some pixel art uh, when I think Super Ghouls and Ghosts, of course, the 16-bit uh, art style uh, is synonymous with that game. And uh, this one does something a little different. It's kind of a watercolor feel to it. Um, the 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 way that uh, the characters are animated is very smooth, very sixty frames per se- per second, and they're almost like marionettes. Like you can almost imagine where their arms are are connected at the hinges. Uh, you know, the, our our uh, Arthur, uh, our lead character, has this really silly, funny, exaggerated run that he does. Um, that took me a little while to get used to, but by the end of the game, um, it's it is gorgeous. It's beautiful. Uh, I really kind of came to respect it and uh, was no longer lamenting that it wasn't what I wanted it to be, uh, but it was even better than that. So, um, yeah, it's a pretty short-ish, well, I say short, <laughs> if um, if you can get through it at all. It is a fairly short game, uh, and I think, yeah, it took a couple of weekends for the wife and I to, to blow through it uh, on the easy uh, difficulty, I should mention. Uh, or maybe it was normal. I was going to say... Like, uh, Ghouls and Ghosts was like a rage quit arcade game. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 It kind of has yeah. that same feel. Like it's like it, like it's trying to milk quarters out of you, but it's like, we're not playing that ga- dance anymore. Like, you know, why are you <laughs> right, still, right. uh, but yes, you will die many times in that game. But, uh, when you finally get it, it's very rewarding. Uh, and you know, I, I, this was on one of my favorite uh, Halloween games to play. So it, it fits in there, uh, when, October 31st is coming around. This is a great game to play around that uh, time of uh, uh, year. And, uh, yeah, it was one of my favorite experiences of 2021. Were the difficulty levels hard, hardest, and fuck you? (laughs) We we hate you, please die, is the name of the last uh, level of difficulty. Sometimes, like, playing ghouls and ghosts and ghosts and goblins and stuff, like, sometimes I feel like I might feel better if you just hit the start button and a fist comes out of the screen and punches you in the mouth. But like it's, I would just that would be a better experience. That's part of the fun, though. It's like it, like the game knows what it's doing, and it knows you know what it's doing, and so it's fucking with you. Like it's like it'll literally it'll put an enemy somewhere where you have no way of avoiding it, and the only way to avoid it is to know that it was going to be there. But you're never going to know that first time. You will die. Uh, but at least yeah. it is um, gracious enough to. Uh, I think it's it's pretty much unlimited lives. 
So um, mm-hmm. there's no like continues. Last, last level is just middle fingers floating and ghosts. <laughs> 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 Just, just like <laughs> animations of like that the enemy that last enemy or whatever of the game like just like butt fucking your wife she's like cuckolding you super cucks and duels you've been cucked by like ghosts and goblins that's fantastic uh, I love that visual image and I love the name too let's uh, let's get that going indie game super cuckolding ghosts. <laughs> Coming in 2022. All right, uh, so we are back to Jason. Jason, are you uh, you fresh out? You just want to sit this one I, out? Man, I'm I'm gonna have to set this one out. Nope. Uh, you know, my, oh, my my game playing was was rather lame this year, uh, just due to uh, a bunch of crazy stuff. Yeah, man. So you were living. Uh, I was I was living. I played the game of life. <laughs> <laughs> my God, not sure not sure how far yeah. I made it. But I was gonna I'm, say, do you win or lose? <laughs> Uh, well, you're still here. You're still here, so uh, you're. I think you're winning. Ho- ho- hopefully, winning yeah, indeed. Yeah. But you are on this podcast, so jury's still out. I guess. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you had a free Monday night to sit around with us assholes, talk about nothing. Uh, all right, you could have been watching Monday Night Football. Hurrah! <laughs> <laughs> um, do they still do that on Monday nights? Monday Night Raw. Yeah, it's it's happening right so. now. Happening. Oh, sorry, sorry. Hope you're recording it. We'll, we'll wrap up here. <laughs> Uh, oh no! I'm not saying that I want to watch it. I'm <laughs> no, just saying it's happening. Go. Well, then, Joe, if you're not watching wrestling, let's uh, hear you talk about some games. You said you have got a, quite a few left on your little list. There. Man, yeah, I've got a bunch on my list. I'm going to go ahead and combine another two because uh, they both fall under the uh, the puzzle genre. Um, one is 2017's. I've talked about this in our puzzle podcast. Uh, 2017's Gora Goa uh, mm, by Anna Parina Games. Yeah. Played it on the Switch. It's a short game. Uh, if don't buy it full price, if you can get it cheap though, like if they do a sale, grab this game. Like it is a mind bending puzzle game where you have to like, you know, you're playing with imagery and like it opens up a picture and they can get deeper into the picture and then you can grab things from the picture and then manipulate stuff and then bring out like you get like four different panels. So you could pull like a panel to the side and then like if you somehow can combine those pictures to make another landscape to like, like, and the whole thing kind of tells a story about uh war and loss and it's oh. it's it could it's deep for a puzzle game it's got kind of a deep story but again like the game is super short so if you pay full price for this and you finish it you're gonna feel ripped off <laughs> so definitely wait till it's like 70 percent off in the in the <laughs> eShop and then grab it uh so that one was a fun one also and i know joel you've talked about this i don't know if you've ever played it Return of the Obra Dinn oh. from 2018. Yes, we did. Oh, we started. So yeah, we started playing that around uh, Halloween too, uh, as uh, yeah. advised, and uh, didn't get too far into it. But man, th- that is right up my alley. I love the the um, dot matrix art style that it has. Looks mm-hmm. like a printer from the 80s. Yeah. Um, when you can change it too, like the visual styles they have, like Apple, Mac, yes, like all these different, all nice. these different visual styles, and like the game is really interesting. It definitely doesn't hold your hand. Uh, True, you've got to kind of figure things out as you go. But like the whole, like it, there's very few games that make me feel like I'm actually like a detective, like I'm learning things and I'm trying to figure, like it, I'm I'm piecing together like mm-hmm. what happened on this ship. To make it wreck and for all the crew to be dead, what happened here? Uh, and and yeah, going through and like getting everybody's nope. story and figuring out how they connect with each other is uh, man, it's it's refreshing. You know, there there aren't a whole lot of games like that 
Um, so it definitely left a mark on me for, for this year. Yeah, I know a lot of people, anytime anybody plays that one, I hear about it. Yeah. yeah I, need, I need to jump back into that. It's really good. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Will do. Well, it, before, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, it kind of reminds me, There's a there was a game that came out um, a couple of years before, I want to say, you know, three or four years before that, uh, called Betrayer. Mm. That uh, it didn't have the dot matrix style, but it was uh, very stark. Like the visual style was very stark because it was just solid uh, white or black. And uh, it's another one of those ones. It's kind of like the the mystery. You're you're trying to figure out what happened to. Um, I think you are shipwrecked on an island, and you're trying to figure out the mystery of what happened to the rest of the crew uh-huh. of the ship. Yeah, that's. Uh-huh. It sounds right up the same, like right up the same alley as this one. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Good yeah, stuff. I love yeah. games like that. Uh, all right, you're all over the map, Joe. You got uh, big games, big uh, tentpole games, and then there's little, there's little indie as well. That's how we do here on the 16 bit gladiators. We're gonna keep it moving. Right. Uh, Jay, you're up next, bud. All right, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and combine three. Um, <laughs> Thank you. They're, they're, oh. they're, <laughs> Joe combines two. I'm gonna combine three. Yes. <laughs> Next, Jason's gonna combine fees. I'm gonna combine five of these games. <laughs> all genres. <laughs> uh, but these are all three uh, VR games. These are all Ooh. three um, ones that I had uh, had kind of incorporated into you know when I was doing my VR uh, workout stuff, mm-hmm. uh, and I kind of moved past beat saber uh and and started branching off and trying out different different rhythm games like uh, yes yes vr porno <laughs> <laughs> i'm telling you man if you're not doing that vr sarah's in the bathroom right yeah, now so yeah. i can say this oh yeah if you're not if you if you've got a vr headset you've got you got to do you got to do vr porn yeah well, absolutely i, I did buy what uh, else is it good for <laughs> i bought jenna a there's, quest there's a quest two for there's, uh, there's, uh, oh go ahead <laughs> there's there's yeah. one where you're you're in a cell with Xena and Gabrielle, and you have to create you have to create a distraction for the guard, and uh, it's it's pretty great. Oh, that's great, but but do they have straight porn, I mean, not, Joe? Not that I've done. There's also the one where uh, you know is that you, your game you, of the year? Your real you come, game of the year? You come you come home and your wife's best friend is actually in your kitchen making some pies, and uh, oh. <laughs> Guess what happened? <laughs> the irony is, you end up making a pie. <laughs> you end up eating the pie. <laughs> oh no! Oh, Cut this part out. Actually, you know what? Leave this part you, in. It's the last you episode. You are the pie. <laughs> <laughs> is Jason Biggs no, the ahead. other person in the uh, <laughs> in the, the RV This RV? is horrible. This is horrible. Jay's like had like this honest thing that he wanted to talk about, <laughs> and he and here it's I come. Better. Did you did you fuck it? Can you fuck it? <laughs> Uh, go ahead, Jay. So our moral compass. Oh, oh my god! I know. Yes, yes. Uh. Uh, how to follow that up? Yeah. Um, yeah. So the the three the three games it's the, it's Audio Trip, uh, Pistol Whip, and Ragnarok, mm. and uh, they're all three uh, different like uh, gameplay wise. Uh, Audio Trip is you've got like. Um, pieces that are kind of flying at you and you're you're you know moving around to the the rhythm of the game you got to dodge walls as they come at you uh uh and it's very um i want to say like a very like techno oriented soundtrack so it, it gets you you know gets you up and moving around um ragnarok i fucking love it is a it's styled it's very 
like very stylistic as far as like it's polygonal like um it looks like it's an old like an n64 type game or something along those mm. lines but you are a drummer on the ship like a viking longship so you're you're basically keeping the pace for the people that are that are rowing the ship mm-hmm. and oh, that's cool through the different environments yeah through the different environments that they go to you're 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 basically on your way to valhalla and your 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 uh your crew is rowing to valhalla and and if you make a mistake they kind of stop and look at you like you know, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> and they'll 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 just kind of like just kind of lazily row until you start getting back into the rhythm again. Then they'll start going. If you uh, you get to certain points where your your um, hammers will start electrifying, and if you hit the uh, there's like not symbols, but it's a shield on the side. Mm-hmm. You hit that, and it like sends a lightning bolt down everybody. Nice. And then they all they're all like head banging as they're rowing yeah. along there. It's like, <laughs> It's oh so great. And it's it's a very metal soundtrack too. So. Oh, that's awesome! Um, yeah, yeah, great stuff. And then uh, and then Pistol Whip is it's basically John Wick, uh, the video game. You're, oh. um, it's also done to rhythm um, and very um, uh, techno music on that one mm-hmm. as well. It killed but, your dog. They do not kill your dog. Oh, that's no. good. Okay. I can't take that. There are no dogs. Yes, good. there are no dogs. Good. Um, but you got, you know, you've just got like these waves of of uh, enemies coming at you, and you can either do one gun or you can do dual uh, dual pistols. Nice. And you just taking them out, and and you can shoot them whenever you want to, um, or you can go for the higher scores by shooting them on the beat and the rhythm of the, mm. of the music. And of course, they're you know they're shooting back at you, and you've got to dodge and that's and, cool. and, and weave away from the bullets and everything. So yeah, it's it's a fun time, fun times. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of that, uh, we did a whole episode on uh, music and rhythm games as well. Um, mm-hmm. I think you mentioned that then. Surprised uh, you didn't bring up Half Life Alex though on your VR uh, list there. The only reason is because mm-hmm. um, it was on my my game of the year. Last year, From last year. Oh, oh, there you go. Yeah. I stand corrected. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> All right, there you go. So that's the only reason it's not on here. Otherwise, yes, absolutely. That, Fair enough. That game is amazing. Jay, I appreciate amazing. you uh, sticking to the rules of uh, only games that were played in 2021. <laughs> I, I myself yes. Yes. didn't even do that. Uh, but I did with uh, my next one, which is uh, a Star Wars game. Uh, because, man, did I enjoy Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, a year or so late to that one as well. I think that one came out in 2019. Uh, it was, until recently, the most uh, recent Star Wars game. Of course, we've got Squadron since then, and uh, now the announced uh, Eclipse. Do you guys see the trailer for that one coming to yes. a console oh near you? God. I love it. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's really just I don't a, even know what it's about, but it looks amazing. Of course, nobody does, but it's a cinematic yeah. trailer, and you get to see it looks like the, the world of Star Wars, um, and who knows what type of gameplay it'll actually be. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm after Jedi Fallen Order, uh, I am open to all Star Wars games again because uh, mm-hmm. that one made me believe again. I feel like in the last decade, we, uh, we didn't really have the strongest of Star Wars games, you know, after um, KOTOR and KOTOR 2. Well, that's hard to say. Um, and some of the other games that had come out, you know, Battlefield with, or Battle, what's it called? Battle? Battlefront. Uh, Battle thank you. Battlefront. Those were yeah. big. Um, but then, uh, yeah, they're, they weren't the type of Star Wars games I wanted to play. Uh, and yeah. Jedi Fallen Order, man, fit right in there. If you love, uh, you know, the Uncharted games, if you love 
uh, or or tolerate dark souls. It's got a little bit of that. You know, you've got to uh-huh. you've no. got to learn your uh, battle through uh, throughout the game. Uh, but I think it does a pretty good job of like adding skills on a fairly consistent basis. It doesn't throw everything at you all at once. It kind of lets you learn to master certain moves. Uh, and then it'll give you another move. It's kind of almost a, a Metroidvania in that way. Uh, yeah. But it is beautiful, set in the Star Wars universe, exactly the type of thing you want to do, flying from planet to planet, exploring, you know, having fights with monsters, using the Force. Man, some of the Force moves you get to do. Yeah. For the first time in a long time, you actually get to be a Jedi and wield a lightsaber. You know, a lot of these other mm-hmm. tertiary Star Wars games, you're either, you know, it's a flight sim where you're flying an X-Wing uh, or you've just got a blaster. Uh, and here we are. We're back to uh, Force powers and lightsabers. And it feels so good, man. Great gameplay. What I love, mm-hmm. yeah. What I love about that game is that from the word go, like the the very first part of the game, it like the what you might call the tutorial level, right? Like it's it's so organic yep. and so well crafted at like getting you into like the groove of like yep. what you do in certain situations and how the controls work. Uh, it's it is a very well done game, very tight. I I got this game my. My in-laws got me this game for Christmas like two years ago, huh? and I didn't I didn't touch it. Like, and all I wanted was I was like, just give me this game. I really want to play it. Didn't touch it for the better part of a year. And the next Christmas was coming up, so I I put it. <laughs> I think I may have talked about it on the podcast at one point, but I put it in and like just fucking binged the shit. Like as soon as I started playing, I couldn't. Nice. Yeah, it's a compelling story and really strong acting. Really good performances too. There's uh, some some uh, semi-famous you know B or C list actors in here. Giving great performances, good writing. Um, the only complaint I might have is that it kind of felt short at the end of it. Um, there's maybe only four yeah. or five planets you go to, uh, but I think they're leaving themselves open for a whole series of Jedi. Fall, uh, they wouldn't be called Fallen Order, but you know, Jedi colon games. I guess that's what I'll call them. Uh, oh, Jedi colon. Yeah. That sounds like a Jedi colon dollar symbol leave, dollar symbol. Leave them wanting more. You leave them wanting more. <laughs> yep, uh, and they did. Uh, so yeah, that was one of my favorite games uh, of 2021. Heck yeah! All right, uh, I feel kind of feel like we're at a free for all now. So uh, if if let's do some honorable mentions. Uh, I've well, I've saved my very best. Like I oh, haven't done my, too, like, yeah. my my big oh. bad ones. So I guess I'll do that this time around, so, and then just kind of rattle yeah. off what I have left. So afterwards. then this is this is your top. This is your number one. This game is of my the number year. one. Yeah, All my right. number one. Do anybody, does anybody want to guess what this is going to be? Hmm. Uh, oh, a Final Fantasy game? game? Pornhub game. Yeah. <laughs> you're both very close. <laughs> Jay, do you know? I, I'm i trying to I'm trying to go through my head of, of games that I know you played. Oh, uh, I'm staring, I'm staring think... at your picture in, in Discord and like just I'm sending it to you mentally. It's... But I, I've got a, I've got a feeling it's probably maybe Dragon Quest. Absolutely, yes, Dragon Quest Eleven. Wow. Uh, yeah, dude this this game was just it came out in 2017 originally, mm-hmm. and then I think they released it on the Switch in like 2018, 2019. This game was phenomenal. Like this for 27 years, Final Fantasy VI was the greatest RPG I ever played until I played this one. Uh, wow. This is this is everything that I want in an RPG. It's so rich and deep in the storytelling and the character building and just the relationships that they build between these characters and how you become personally invested in everything. And the fact that like you go through this game and you're going to, you're going to dump like almost 200 hours into this game. You're going to finish it. The credits are going to roll and there's more like, they're like, all right, well this is the end or 
you can now go back in time and like uh, change things and defeat the real evil uh, that just, you know, there's this weird like side plot that happens in the course of the game where someone comes along and like destroys what they call like, they call it like the star or the moon of whatever. Mm-hmm. And you're, it's just kind of like this throwaway moment where you're like, huh, okay, well, I guess we'll, we're just kind of done with that. And then, like, it comes back later, like, after the, after the credits roll. And, like, you've gone, you're playing more of the game, this post-game content. It's so amazing and so fulfilling at the end, like, when you finally do everything and you get, like, the true ending of the game and you're just like, fuck yes. <laughs> like, I feel like my life is better having done this. And there are very few games I can say make you feel that way, at least make me feel that way. But, yeah, Dragon Quest Eleven, absolutely one of them. The not not only the greatest game I played in 2021, but one of the greatest games I've ever played. Period. Wow. wow. Yeah, I remember you. Uh, that's another one where you came out uh, week after week talking about how and and I don't remember you being as emotionally invested in it initially, but by nope. the end of it, nope. Yeah, I think you said <laughs> you were kind of uh, surprised at how emotional you were. And what I remember you talking about was how uh, your whole family kind of got behind it. How they would watch you My play, whole, yes. and your daughter <laughs> knew the characters, right? Oh, yeah, my daughter knew the characters. This is one of the few games where Sarah would sit on the couch and watch me play it. Harper, whenever I'd get into battles, you know, like how in Final Fantasy games, the square RPGs in general, there'd be like that, and like you'd, the cha- the scene would change, and you'd see the characters standing there, and they're looking at the enemy. Like, Harper would grab, we've got this little, like, golf set that we have for the kids, a little play set. She would grab one of the golf clubs and, like, stand in front of the TV in a battle pose. That's awesome. And act like she's casting spells at the bad guys. It was such a cool experience getting to, like, share that in a way with them. Uh, yeah, and that absolutely added to the the effect and like why I love this game so much. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, I yeah. love hearing that. Yeah, I I, sh- I should have guessed that's where you were gone. I was close with Final mm. Fantasy, but uh, wow, strong strong words. And Jason go. was close with porn because yeah. I love it almost as much as I love porn. <laughs> almost, almost, <laughs> almost. Look, I'm I'm just a simple man. <laughs> we all are here. Need a little estrogen in our next incarnation, whatever that happens to be. Uh, all right. Uh, well, let's get some more testosterone in here, though, with Jay. Jay, give us your uh, your game of the year, buddy. Game of the year. Uh, well, clearly is Metroid Dread. Uh, um, two Metroids. Two Metroids, yes. Uh, oh, my God. This game, uh, kind of along the same lines of Joe saying, you know, his favorite RPG for the last 27 years. My favorite Metroid Damn. for the last... 25 26 years however long it's been since it's been out was super metroid oh yeah and i didn't think anything would even come close much less tie it which is what i've got this one at now the controls the 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 graphics the feeling of being back in like a proper metroid mm-hmm. um you know i i love metroidvanias and i'll play metroidvanias all the time but getting back into like a proper metroid and 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 just kind of exploring and getting lost in that world uh is, is it's a different feeling from all the other metroidvanias um but man the this game they they hit the nail or they hit yeah, yeah. hit the 
hit the nail on the head, hit it out of the park, whatever, you know, kind of euphemism you want to you say. It drove the nail through the ball, <laughs> through the ball at you, and then yes. hit it out of the park. Yes. Yeah. I mean, if I had if I had one complaint, it was the the music was not yeah. quite up to, I've heard up that. to the standards. I've heard that complaint, yeah. Yeah. Man, the but opening, though, like, that's else? all I've seen is the opening. The, the opening of, like, their version of it, Mm-hmm. Uh, this remix that they did mm-hmm. is chilling. Like it it's is. really yeah, good. Mm. Yeah, and there are there are parts throughout the game where you will hear uh, other themes that have been kind of mixed in with it, and they they sound really good. But there's also you know most of the environments that you go to, uh, you know, they'll have their own kind of theme songs, and a lot of them are just more. Mm, I want to say like more background music oh, wow. instead yeah. of being like a being a full on theme song. It's more of a you're hearing more of the environmental sounds yeah. going on, yeah. and they foreshadow things throughout the game. Uh, like I know on our on our on our um, uh, when we talked about it when it first came out, uh, our little mini episode thing. You know, I saw this one creature that looked like it was dead, and it was you know kind of there's it's this gigantic room and you're going past it. And I stopped when I got in there. Cause I saw it. I'm like, I know that thing is going to, going to fucking come alive. And there's like these little robot arms and stuff and they're poking and prodding at it. And every time you'd see like a little spark happen, the thing would twitch when the, when they would do that. And I ran past it. I don't know, five or six times throughout, you know, just collecting shit. And there is a point when you you have to go and and find you find what's blocking um the airflow mm. and when you get there and this thing comes in and it's the creature that you've been running past this whole time and it's mm-hmm. like holy shit because <laughs> it's massive and it takes up the entire screen oh. um Oh my god! Yeah, great, great game. The I, I love the way that they've they've kind of tied the lore of all of the games that we, you know, as we've been following along, we've seen Samus's perspective mm-hmm. of what's been happening, and with this one, they introduce a new character that has been working kind of behind the scenes and trying to make things happen. And we're we're getting, we get what what they've been doing through all these things, and and even from the very first game, uh, through you know throughout wow. all of them. So it, it's great. It's I love it. I love everything about it. Nice. Oh, that might be. You know what? I was just looking this up. So I guess whoever composed the score for Dread is mm-hmm. a first time composer for the Metroid series. Oh, oh really? really? Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Person maybe uh, last time. <laughs> Sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> Well, because well, Kenji the... Yamamoto did the score for like every Metroid game yes, up through yeah. Prime Three. It, okay. it looks like I mean I'm just kind of at a glance. I may be wrong, but at a glance, it looks like this is their first time. Okay, okay. Huh. And it, it, like I said, I mean none of the music is just like outright bad. Right. It's just it doesn't. It's stand just not out. doesn't stand out. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. and that's a problem. Like Super Metroid, the music itself was like a character yes. of the game. Yes, absolutely. I can't wait to play it. Uh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah, same. Big, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. is confidential. Um, like one of the reasons why I got the OLED switch is because yes, I've heard. Like, I want to yeah. see it on that too. I do. I really yeah. want to see it on that. 
Because um, I've, I've heard just the 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 contrast mm -hmm. on that screen is just amazing. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it, you know, it's another one, um, kind of like you said, Joel, where where um, uh, with the Star Wars, the Jedi um, Fallen Order, Fallen Order yeah. how it kind of gives you the powers and gives you the controls that you're doing, and kind of lets you get comfortable with it before it introduces a new thing. Yep. This one does kind of the same thing because by the end of the game, you're using the entire control pad, like yeah. every button, every stick, clicking the sticks for different things. Oh, wow. You're using the whole thing. And if they started you out on that thing, I don't know that I would have actually. Yeah. I mean, I probably would have stuck with it because I'm going to love Yes. But I don't know that I would have ever actually gotten proficient with it because yeah. holy shit, it. Overwhelming. Yes, yeah. it would be absolutely overwhelming. A lot of games make that mistake, um, and uh, they pay the price by me not finishing them. So I'm sure they're yeah. crying all the way to the bank at that revelation. <laughs> yeah, man, Metroid Dread. Uh, you and a lot of people have that on their top ten list, if not the top of their list. So good. Uh, so so good. I'm uh, sure, yeah, in 2022, maybe it'll be on my list. Yeah. But, uh, but that is not my 2021 favorite game of the year uh, for that that uh, honor is going to go to a game. Well, you know, we ended up we, we started off talking about the video game awards and how they awarded their game of the year to a co-op game uh, that you know, is required uh, by two people to play. Uh, and well, that while that's not the case for Portal, that is the preferred way to play it. Uh, especially, the, the, actually, there is a a uh, portion of that game. It, it, I guess it's Portal Two, right? That has the whole mm -hmm. side quest you can do. That is a one hundred percent co-op. Um, yep. And yep. that had, that is hands down my favorite video game experience of 2021. Playing that with my wife, going through that as a team, uh, it's it's uh, equal parts you know first person shooter, uh, but also puzzle game, uh, but also comedy game. Like it's it's yes. funny. It's got that great music. Um, yeah, and and just I, I I've never played another game like it. And and once you finally kind of wrap your head around like the physics of it and the things you can do. And you think it's kind of pretty limited. You're like, oh, you shoot a hole in a wall, you walk through the hole, or you know, you shoot another hole, an out, uh, exit, you walk through that hole, you're going to come out the other hole. That's it, right? Um, but just the variations on That's that. like your theme, honeymoon. Just <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Set myself up for that. But just like, uh, uh, yeah, man, it's uh, when, when you kind of master that and realize that there are uh, multiple, multiple ways you can do that, um, it just kind of breaks your brain and then reforms yeah. it, and it's a great experience. And I highly recommend doing that co-op uh, with a with a, with a friend from Portal Two. So uh, yeah, those are my favorite games of 2021: Portal uh, One and Two. I kind of consider that a franchise as well. Uh, yeah. Until we get a proper Portal Three, which uh, hopefully is in the future, oh, I hope but, so. I yeah, hope probably so. not. Uh, I'm going to do some honorable mentions there, as I uh, encourage us all to do, uh, because uh, I did play some other great puzzle games in 2021. Uh, Fez being one of them, a uh, much lauded indie game, uh, and the more recent Captain Toad Treasure Tracker uh, for the Nintendo I, Switch. Yeah. Great puzzle Love game. Um, good stuff, absolutely. Yeah, uh, fun, good time. Uh, it, it's one of those games you, that when you get into, you don't want to stop playing, and that's one of the high mm -hmm. marks you can give any video game. Um, and then uh, finally on my list is an old. This is kind of a cheat because it's not only an old uh, retro 16-bit game, which is appropriate here uh, on the 16-bit gladiators, but it's a mod of uh, Super Mario World um, that it, it's been around for a while. It's called Super Mario World 2: Return to Dino Island, I believe, mm -hmm. and it's basically oh, yeah. it's 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 kind of Mario Maker before Mario Maker um, because. Yep. 
Mario World is is one of my favorite games. We've talked about it. We talked about it. We ho- did a whole episode on the Super Nintendo, and of course that was the launch title for that, the Pack In, uh, and that's if if not your favorite, if not the best Super Mario game, at least seconds. I think most people agree. Uh, for me, it's my favorite, and to be able to play what is basically an unofficial sequel, you know, and they've cranked up the difficulty, there's some crazy things you have to do there, but for somebody who's played that game, like I said, every year of my life, I revisit that game, memorize the levels, got everything down, it's basically like having a sequel to your favorite game 30 years after the fact, so, uh, love me some mods, of course, we did a whole episode on modding, didn't we, on this podcast, Mm -hmm. see, we're all over the place, uh, yeah, (laughs) check out, uh, Mario World 2, Return to Dino Island. That's one of my honorable mentions. Uh, Jason, any honorable mentions? I, you know, I'm, I'm chalk out an honorable mention. <laughs> we tapped him out. <laughs> he blew his load did. early. <laughs> uh, man, I did. I, I, I should have strung you guys along for ah, you know, another 30 minutes talk, <laughs> talking about Then there's more, more King's Guy Quest 2. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why there's four of us. Look, we're already half an hour into this uh, yeah. episode, so uh, no, no problem filling content. I'm sure Joe has some honorable mentions, don't you? I do. I have a few honorable mentions. Uh, I'm going to start off with, we were talking about my family and how it was fun kind of taking them taking part in the experience of Dragon Quest with me. Um, and I kind of wanted to mention this because it was really neat getting to watch my daughter get the hang of a game and like, oh, yeah. you know, figure, figure the things out. Like, this isn't a game that you can win or lose. It's just kind of getting in there and, and playing around and doing different things. But like, kind of teaching yourself to like, how to like control a character and and interact with the environments and stuff. And I, I'm going to give some props to this year's, my friend Peppa pig that she's been playing on my switch. (laughs) Uh, she loves this game. You get to create your own little character and like it starts off and you go to Peppa pig's house and then like the whole game, the whole concept of it is you just go over to her house to play and you could go and and hang out with her parents, or you can go to like you know whatever, and, and she'll lead you around. If you feel, if it seems like you don't know what to do, the Peppa Pig character will make suggestions like let's do this or let's do that. But you don't have to. You can kind of do whatever you want. But like Peppa's kind of there to guide you a little bit. Uh, but it's it's really fun getting to see like Harper get the hang Aww. of it and kind of fi- and find her own way, like how she wants to play the game. So uh, I, I give some credit to that. Um, I do want to talk about, like, because I've got the PS5, but I never talk about playing anything on it. Oh, yeah. But I did play this past year uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, mm. which was a, it's a pretty good experience. Like, it's it's kind of like Call of Duty games all kind of meld together. Like, I forget which ones are which. Uh, but this one stood out. The campaign was super short. Uh, obviously, this game was meant to be, like, a multiplayer experience yeah. for people. Um, so the, the, the main campaign was short. But it was good. Uh, they they kind of tapped into a little bit of Bioshock, where like mm. it turned out like you weren't who you thought you were like the entire mm. time in the game, uh, and and it, it kind of uh, it, it echoes some of like the the Manhattan Project, and uh, it, it it was what I will give them credit for is that they really do know how to like weave actual historical events into the fiction of this game. Uh, so yeah, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War for the PS5. Um, the Final Fantasy Marathon, because the Final Fantasy VII Remake had come out, and I'm waiting oh, yeah. to play that after I play all the old ones. <laughs> uh, I played I played Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core that came out in 2007 for the, the PlayStation uh, Portable. And super game, awesome, great story. It had me crying at the end of it. Wow. Um, yeah, a, a really, really cool experience there. Um, 
the Atari VCS that my my beautiful wife got oh, me. Yeah. She did the Kickstarter thing for me. I, I kick this thing on. I play this plenty. And usually I'll go back and I'll play like old Atari games. And what they've started doing is they're re-releasing old Atari titles under this recharged banner mm. where like they've they've updated like visuals and made oh. it more of like a, a fun like arcadey kind of experience. And the best one so far is this one called Missile Command Recharged. Ooh. Oh, the power-ups, like, it, it, it kind of looks like the old Missile Command, but it controls, like, something modern. And nice. there's just, there's something so satisfying about playing this game, and it controls so smoothly. Uh, I think they have it for, like, the other consoles for the Switch um, and for the uh, the PS4, PS5, Xbox. Uh, but getting to play it with, like, the joystick on the Atari VCS, uh, it, it's kind of, there's something pure about that feeling. Oh, I love and, that. The final game on my honorable mentions <laughs> came out this year. Uh, it is one of the greatest Smash Brothers clones I've ever played. Not that there are many of them, uh, but Nickelodeon All Star Brawl. Oh, uh, don't don't you know what? Don't sleep on this one. It's it's a really really good game. Uh, it, it doesn't. One of the negative marks is that it doesn't have the voice acting uh, from from the TV shows. Yeah. I think that probably would have been really expensive. Yes. Uh, and and some of the music from the TV shows is missing. Like it would have made like really nice background for like the different levels and stuff. Uh, but other than that, like you've got a great cast of characters. They're adding to it with DLC and unlockables and stuff like that. Uh, really fun. Like if you want to play Super Smash Brothers, but you want to play as like Leonardo from the Ninja Turtles <laughs> yes. at, versus Chucky from the Rugrats, you could do cool. that. Uh, I was going to say Chucky so, from Child's Play. I would much prefer that, but I'll take Chucky. Yeah, from I know. Shots. Unfortunately, I think uh, he's due to show up in a Mortal Kombat game. Oh uh, yeah. But, but no, this um, this is this is it's great, man. It's it's a real fun time. So nice. yeah, those are my honorable mentions for 2021. Nice. All right, uh, Jay. Any honorable mentions for you? Uh, yeah, just a couple. Um, I have, uh, well, I played Valheim, um, which really enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, that was one that, uh, that, uh, Ralph had gotten and I had, I had seen it and I had seen kind of the hype around it and I wasn't quite sure about it. And of course, you know, Ralph, Ralph picks it up and he gets hooked into games sometimes where he, it's kind of like you won't see or hear from him for, for weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, and suddenly he'll he'll come up and it's like okay I've got 500 hours in this game it's like holy <laughs> shit <laughs> I've had like 10 hours to play all month <laughs> how do you have that many <laughs> um, but oh, it's such a it's such a good game it's it's kind of PS2 level graphics so it's nothing like you know nothing amazing to write home about there but uh, it's a survival builder game kind of set in a in a uh, Norse oh, mythology right. uh, where you're um, kind of in between their version of heaven and hell and you're uh, essentially purgatory. Um, and you're, you're essentially trying to earn your way back into, into Valhalla and you, you go through, like I said, you, you're crafting stuff. So you're having to build a house. You're having to build uh, farms, ways to, to survive in this world but then you also have challenges that you have to do. Like you have to go fight uh, certain icons. Like the, the very first boss is like this gigantic, like a gigantic deer buck that you end up having to fight. Uh, and that gets you a trophy. And then the trophy 
allows you to unlock other things that you can uh, build or other skills that you can do, which then allows you to go on to the next challenge. And, and you've got like the, the, the little, the little dwarfs that uh, are in yep. Viking mythology. They're kind of constant antagonists. They're coming at you. Um, there are tombs that you have to go into and find uh, materials and, and find different uh, weapons and things or things that you can craft better weapons with. Uh, and that's full of like, uh, you know, skeletons and undead things that are, that are down in there, but it's just a fun, you know, fun uh, game. And it, it's a perfect multiplayer game because they, um, they have it set to where you can run your own server so you're not reliant on other servers being around all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, you can just kind of invite all your friends to to play on your server, and it becomes kind of this persistent world that you can you can build out together. Great stuff, great stuff. Love it. Um, then I've got Halo uh, Master Chief Collection. Mm. I had played very little Halo um, throughout the years. And it was mainly because I was very salty because when Halo was first announced, it was oh, right. uh, going to be uh, a PC game. It was Mac and PC, and then Microsoft is like, hey, we're going to release a, a console, and we're going to buy this company here yep, yep. that's working on Halo, and that's going to be exclusive to this console. So I was very well, salty about it. Halo. Yeah. Ever. Yep. Oh, yeah. Well, very salty. I, yeah. I, I take that back. I've played maybe an hour. Uh, but that was mm-hmm. like Halo three or four yeah. or somewhere on somebody yeah. else's Xbox. Yeah. Yes, on somebody yeah. else's app. Absolutely yeah. trash. Yeah, <laughs> but, but I picked up I picked up Master Chief Collection on uh, on one of the Steam sales, and I got I got the whole thing like all what five games that are in it. Yeah, I think yep. it, it's Halo. It's the first four Halos or the first four numbered Halos, and then also Halo Reach is in there and for like 15 bucks i think it was wow that's great with all of them so i was like okay i'll i'll go ahead and pick that up Mm. and yeah having a great time with it Mm. um i've only i've only gotten through reach and because i'm going in chronological order so Mm. i went i got Uh through reach and i started on on halo one um but uh, I love the way that you can, especially on Halo 1, you can toggle between the original graphics and the updated graphics for it. So you can you can see how the, the old school looked and how terrible it looks compared to now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then my, uh, my final um, honorable mention would be uh, GoldenEye 007. Oh! Uh, there was a... It was never actually officially released, but there was a version being worked on for the Xbox 360. Mm-hmm. And some updated graphics and kind of the same thing where you could toggle between the original and the updated graphics. Um, but somebody found it and they, they <laughs> sure. dumped the ROM. It fell off a truck. And basically, yeah, basically. <laughs> and so they, they dumped the ROM and you can play it in the uh, in, uh, Xbox 360 emulator. And it's it's just a great time. It's it's nostalgic. It's old school. It it brings back that feeling uh, of Goldeneye, uh, but it also has some of the updated, you know, the the tighter I guess controls of a more modern. Even though this is still 2007, I think is when it was originally being worked on, uh, but it's still more modern uh, 
version of, yeah. a, of a of a shooter, uh, you know, first person shooter, and it's just great. Love go love going back through it. I need to check that out because uh, yeah, that was that was one of my favorites uh, last week when we talked about first person shooters. Mm-hmm. Goldeneye is what got me into mm-hmm. those. Uh, yeah, and I, I would love to just have like a, just like a reskinned version, but the same thing, yeah. but, uh, something that's a little uh, easier for for modern eyes and for HD TVs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Absolutely nice. All right, well there it is. Those are our games of the year, games we played and loved throughout 2021. Not necessarily released, although we had a handful of those in there. But uh, we're all over the map, no matter what your uh, preferred genre of games is. There's a little something out there for everybody. And if we didn't mention uh, your favorite game of the year, uh, listener, please uh, sound off. You can do so on our Facebook page. We have a Facebook page, 16BitGladiators is where you'll find us there. Uh, Also on Twitter, you can follow us at 16BitGladiators. And of course, if you can't remember that, uh, we will still keep... 16bitgladiators.com alive. You will be able to find all, uh, what do I end up with? 45, 46 episodes that we did uh, throughout the last you know, 12 or 13 months uh, archived there. And uh, dare I say, pretty comprehensive look at uh, all the facets of video gaming and some of our favorite genres and uh, just all the things that we love about video games as told it, by a bunch of 40 year olds. Yes? I don't, I don't want to interrupt your flow. But I do. Um, (laughs) But like, what? Real, real quick. What are you looking forward to playing the most in the new year? Mm, That's a good question. I mean, uh, you know, uh, Dreads still on the top of my list of new games to get into. Uh, A game that isn't new, uh, but is new to me, is um, you know we've played through all the Uncharted games, Jenna and I, except for that uh, Lost Legacy, the all female version of uh, Uncharted, and uh, that's. On the top of our list as well, uh, and now that also we've uh, finished Spider-Man 2018's Spider-Man. Next up on the docket, of course, for that is uh, the, the Miles Morales, which was released you know, last year, two years ago. I like to stay a couple years behind the industry. That way, I kind of <laughs> just last year. Let other people weed out. Well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, those are some of the games I'm looking forward to, guys. Jason, what about you? Uh, well, let's see. Uh, I'm definitely going to be re- replaying the Tomb Raiders. Um, oh, that's right. I haven't. I haven't really seen anything uh, that I'm I'm like anticipating, uh, so I'm hoping that changes over the next couple of months, uh, and there are some decent announcements uh, for some fun games. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe uh, maybe dabble in Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Ah uh, uh, yes, I, that looks good. Is that looks is good. yeah. As as much as I I like Assassin's Creed, I just haven't played that one yet. Uh, so that that may be on my 2022 list. Nice, cool, nice. What about you, Jay? Uh, yeah, I've got. Uh, well, I just picked up um, uh, Red Dead Redemption Two on oh. uh, the Steam sale that that uh, just <laughs> he happened. finally has. <laughs> just picked up. Just picked no, up. That's. So, I'm glad you have it now that your yeah. disk drive is borked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that one I'll I'll finally actually get to experience. Um, and then of course I'm looking forward to uh, Breath of the Wild two. Uh, fingers crossed mm-hmm. that that actually comes out. Uh, Metroid Prime four, more fingers crossed. Yeah, and Bayonetta three, even more fingers crossed. Oh yeah, I don't have any more fingers. I'm <laughs> yeah. out. Of fingers. I'm, I'm running. I'm running out of hands here. So, yeah, yeah so those. Fun. Yeah, those three are are. are on the on the uh, at the top of my list, yeah. I guess. And I guess Joe, before we reciprocate and ask you, uh, I think it goes without saying that uh, Breath of the Wild two were it to release in twenty twenty two, obviously for me trumps any other game I'm looking forward to. I think that's on every every one of our yeah. lists. Yeah. 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 What about you, Joe? 
Um, I, I'm excited to finally actually jump into Cyberpunk. Uh, yeah, me too. Metroid Dread, obviously. Metroid Dread is on my list. Uh, the Final Fantasy VII Remake, I think I'm just about ready to dive into that. <laughs> um, I've been reading Hideo Kojima's The Creative Gene. That's right. And, like, this this dude, like, is just such a genius game programmer. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, like, if you've ever played a Kojima game, like, sometimes there's... And by sometimes, you I mean all Always. the time. There's, they're pretty convoluted and, and crazy, but that's kind of part of the charm, too, is the nuttiness. And I kind of feel like reading this book has given me a little bit better of an understanding of what it is he's trying to do. Like, this guy is... He's kind of introverted and weird, and he uses his video games as a way to kind of, like, reach out to people. Like, if you ever look at his social media... He's just like constantly just sharing pictures of things he loves. And that's kind of what this book is. And so with that in mind, I'm going to give Death Stranding another try. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and I, I hoping that maybe I'll kind of understand a little bit more what he's trying to say with it. And then finally, um, you know, you guys talking about Breath of the Wild. Uh, this game looks like Breath of the Wild, but with Pokemon. Uh, oh, Pokemon right. Legends Arceus. Yeah. Uh, yes. I'm... I'm kind of jazz to see how this game turns out mm-hmm. um so yeah that's that's my list there you Excellent. go all good games yeah i think we're gonna have our hands full in 2022 for another uh, year of great gaming uh but uh, you will not find this podcast sadly <laughs> at least not in this uh <laughs> you're form. never gonna know <laughs> <laughs> uh but uh yes did want to take the opportunity to um also thank all of our guest hosts that we've had throughout this past year uh you know not only the four of us that are here uh, the three of you, Jason Jasinski, on quite a few times. J- uh, Jay, as I mentioned, on every episode. Uh, no, never missed one. Uh, well, actually, nope, I take that back. Well, our, yeah, I think I missed one. You did miss one. And no you, perfect attendance for you. And then, yeah. uh, <laughs> and then half of uh, last week's episode, if you listen to our first-person shooter, you can hear uh, Jay's internet cut out halfway through that episode. Yep. And then Joe, it was so on, funny because <laughs> once he cut out, we started talking shit about Metroid Prime. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is the like, game yeah. that Jay really hates. <laughs> Jay, Jay would probably bring up Metroid Prime as one he really hates, and he'd be right. It's horrible. <laughs> Cut to Jay just screaming into the heavens. <laughs> uh, no, no, but uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, of course, Joe, our very own Joe, who was on most of the episodes, and it's just kind of the glue sort of. that has held uh, the whole Next Wave Radio Network together over the years. Uh, and uh, yeah, excited for the future to see uh, what what shenanigans we come up with next. Uh, but also yeah. some of our past guest hosts. We had Tess on on our sports uh, uh, episode. We had uh, Ryan Jenkins on uh, on a few episodes, our open world episode, which basically turned into him doing a little peek behind the curtains of uh, his video game uh, developer uh, career. Uh, and then also the Disney episode, the crossover episode we did with uh, Taryn Ryan's Princess Diaries talking all Disney video games. Uh, we mm-hmm. also had Mark Zamora, Mark Zamora, repeat offender on this podcast from everything from the uh, Mario and Zelda franchises to a co-op episode. Uh, we had Paul on our uh, um, a couple of episodes, notably the uh, fighting game episode we did back in the, mm-hmm. in the beginning of the year. Uh, and then, of course, Jason Forno and Luke Hawkins, uh, my old high school buddy, Gerald Perez. Uh, rounding out some of our guest hosts uh, throughout the past year. So thank all of them for being on, lending their talents, and contributing uh, to this this here little podcast. All right. Now, before we, we wrap up for good, I do want to go around one more time. Um, of all the episodes we were on, is there one that sticks out that it was a favorite that you really uh, thought uh, ended up being a good episode 
Um, I'll go first because I mentioned in that co-op episode. Uh, I love me some co-op games, uh, and I, 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 I thought that was a pretty strong one because, uh, yeah, we, we ran the gamut from uh, games that came out in the last couple of years to all these old arcade games, which, of course, are, are, are defined by their two- and four-player and sometimes a six-player interactivity, as was the case with the X-Men arcade game. Uh, anybody jump in? Uh, favorite episode from uh, our... Yeah. The music episode. Yes. I really enjoyed getting on and talking about the video game music. In fact, I could do a, an episode about video game music. I know we're ending this thing, but like, I could do another like five or six episodes yeah. with you guys just talking about video game music. Absolutely. We could yeah. do a whole podcast on that. We did two episodes of that. Had a volume two of that. And uh, my favorites as well. Go ahead, Jay. I have recently discovered a genre. Well, not genre. It's still video game music, mm-hmm. but it's Christmas music mixed in with video game music yep nice and it sounds fucking great and i'm 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 listening to this stuff going i i never knew that i needed this in my life but i have christmas music that i love to listen to now now are these like remixes where they're taking uh you know oh holy night and mixing it with the halo theme or are they like uh, 16-bit versions of famous maybe it's cold outside yeah a little yeah a little (laughs) a little of both depending on which one you go with like there there was one that was basically it was it took all the sound effects of uh, Super Mario World and put them into actual traditional like uh, Christmas songs. Mm-hmm. So you would have like uh, uh, speaking to look all like Christmas, but it sounded like um, like Mario uh, Paint. N- not Mario Paint, but it sounded like oh. the like the Ghost House. Oh, like they oh, would okay, they gotcha. would do they would do it kind of in that in that kind of theme sound. Awesome. And like then there's Chip another Chip. one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and there's another one that's actually taking the theme songs from different games, but mixing in like bells and and little jingles oh. and things like that, and it giving up. it that kind of that yeah that kind of Christmassy sound awesome. to it, and it actually works out really good and it yeah. sounds good. I'm gonna need you to send me a uh, Spotify playlist or whatever you're pulling that off of because uh, we'll absolutely I am do that. Tired of we'll the Mariah Careys and the Bing Crosby's. <laughs> I've heard all that shit for the last month. I want to hear some video yes. game Christmas remixes. That sounds amazing. Uh, hey, have you guys survived Whamageddon? Yeah. <laughs> I have. Ha- have you? Actually, no. I'm a, survived? I'm a victim. I've, oh, uh, I, that, that, that was blown oh. for me uh, weeks ago. I listened to a lot of Christmas yeah. music. It was bound yeah. to happen. I'm, st- I'm still safe from <laughs> Whamageddon and Mariah Apocalypse. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't heard either one Godspeed. yet. Godspeed. I haven't heard the actual... Uh, like the the, the original the lamb or the Mariah Carey ones, yeah. Uh-huh. I, but I have You're heard, <laughs> I, yes, I have heard the metal version of them yeah. done by uh, Leo Maracchioli, the the guy that does the Frog Leap Studios, and he remixes a bunch of songs nice. in metal in metal sound. No, doesn't count. And I dig them that way. Yeah, yeah. I dig them that yeah. way. Uh, we went and uh, took the kids to look at Christmas lights. We drove through that oh, neighborhood in Plano, danger, and I was convinced. Danger. I was convinced we were going to get hit by it. We didn't. Oh, we, it really? It was probably an hour and a half, two hours, and they didn't play either of those songs. Wow. I was so jazzed. Wow. Maybe, maybe uh, everyone else is as sick of them as we are. <laughs> <laughs> now, if we could just get no, the, the Beatles. Oh, uh, which one? Yes, yes. Wonderful Christmas yes. time. Thank you. Yes. Well, we could just get rid of that one. Yes, that'll be. Uh, yeah, we'll have to come up with a clever name for that for next year. Yeah, have uh, you guys seen the? Uh, have you guys seen the meme where it's like that the song is actually about like witchcraft, but yes. then somebody walks in the door <laughs> halfway through, <laughs> simply, simply having. having... <laughs> yes, that's it. 
Oh, we set my dog off in the background. Oh, it's the last time that'll happen on this podcast too. All sorts of sad moments. Here. So, Jay, Jay, what what was that your favorite episode as well? The music episode, or did you have another? One? I I was gonna yeah, I was gonna mention the music episodes, um, but also the the uh, SNES 30th anniversary yes, episode. Love that, um, and especially the the Zelda and the Metroid episodes. Those were oh, of course. I mean, those were like top games of mine from like forever yep. you know since i got into gaming they've they've kind of been my favorite franchises so yeah. they're they're definitely going to be hold a special place in my heart yeah agreed jason what about you buddy it's favorite episode uh, you know uh i'm i'm a little partial but anytime i'm talking with you guys uh, about video games is a great episode uh you know <laughs> so anytime you're on is that what you're saying basically yeah <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't even have to be on. You guys, you guys have a great rapport. You know so much about video games, uh, and it's very interesting to listen to your insight uh, and your jokes about all the games. Oh, nice. Um, well, so you know, and well. and they're they're peppered throughout all of the episodes. Uh, you know. Well, thanks, uh, Jason. But, well, you contribute to yeah, that, yeah. Uh, so it is a, a collective Absolutely. knowledge that we have, uh, and that we share you. with you, the listener. Hopefully, you've enjoyed our brief run uh, of sixteen bit gladiators, uh, and stay tuned and for what we do next. Few minutes of us stroking each other off. I hope you enjoyed that. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> people have tuned out by now. Who are we kidding? If you've made it to the end of this uh, episode, congratulations. Uh, you sitting here tugging Joel's dick. <laughs> it's like, I really liked this one episode. <laughs> we, let's go for three hours. We can do this. <laughs> now we're going to wrap this up. Uh, any last words uh, from anybody before we uh, put a bow on this here podcast? Uh, I, <laughs> yeah, not, not, I mean, nothing like specific last words, but I, I, I really do look forward to uh, getting together with you guys. Uh, you know, not only, playing video games but just getting together in person hanging out yeah and just having a good time we're almost there hanging in there joe parting words i you know it's 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 tough because it's hard for me to have like parting words for this podcast and not think back to like how it started and like you know what what spawned from from the 8-bit gladiators and like you know and, and the things that that we did and experienced and the things we've talked about over the years and the people that we've worked with you know, I come back to, to Jeff Earnshaw and, yeah, you know, right. how, how much, you know, like I miss him and I loved being able to do this stuff, you know, with you guys, but with him as well. Mm-hmm. And now he's moved on to bigger and better things. He's engaged now. Like That's how right. just how lives have changed yeah. while we've done this. And, you know, we, we get together every week and we talk about games or we've talked about movies, depending on the podcast. And the thing is like, you know, we're sharing with each other, but we're also sharing with you, the listener. And what's really awesome is like when we get to kind of establish that relationship with the listeners, you right. know, we get some, some, some folks that will, will check in on us or they'll, they'll give us, you know, suggestions or, you know, kind of relate with us on this game or that game or this movie or that movie. Uh, and that's kind of like the really fun part of it. Like to kind of, like we could sit here and just be like throwing our voice into the empty void hour <laughs> after hour after hour. But you know, when, when someone kind of responds to it and hollers back, like that's there's something kind of special about that, and um, I appreciate that for everybody yeah. who's ever like kind of you know given us a suggestion or had something to say, yeah. even if it wasn't like even if they were disagreeing with a point, like that's that's yeah. awesome. Uh, I just really appreciative of anybody who's ever taken the time and just like you know engaged with us on this because uh, it, while it's worth it just to talk with my friends, it's also really cool to kind of make new friends, you know, yeah. doing this. So. Yeah. 
Thank you, listeners. Yes, I man. Well said. Uh, I think we all second that, uh, and that is a great note to go out on. So, uh, as we said early on, you know, follow us on the socials at uh, Sixty McGladiators on Twitter or our Facebook page, or just follow our website SixtyMcGladiators.com if you want to revisit our uh, uh, movie podcast, The Editing Bay. We still have EditingBay.com up where you can find it and subscribe there. Uh, and who knows, maybe one day we'll pop back up, uh, and that's where you'll hear our announcements for what we're doing next. Uh, but for now, it's for me to say uh, thank you, Jay. Thank you, Joel. Thank you, Joe. Hey, thank you, sir. And thank you, Jason. Thank you very much. And all of our past guest hosts, and of course, you, the listener, for being part of this. Not one uh, of us was the asshole that responded with, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank you for uh, uh, being with us and going down this journey. Um, we hope to see you later down the road. But for now, this is Joel saying uh, thanks for listening. Uh, and we'll see you l- next time on another podcast that is not the 16th Bit <laughs> Bye, guys. Smooth. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I practiced that. Au revoir. <laughs> That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. What the fuck are we going to do now? You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.